Albert Einstein. Remember him? He once said, nothing will benefit human health and increase chances for survival of life on Earth as much as the evolution of the vegan diet. And we happen to agree. Welcome to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. We bring you vegan experts from around the world to talk about health, the environment, animal advocacy, and spreading compassion. It's our passion to help you navigate the vegan lifestyle by listening to the experiences of vegan influencers, doctors, and experts. Thanks for listening. This is the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. And now your host, Sean Russell. Hey everybody, Sean Russell. Welcome back to the Soul Flow Vegans Podcast. And today we have two special guests. We have Sherry Johnson and Paige Parson Roach from Plant Based in the Burbs in the Building. Thank you both so much. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Superb. All right. And then this is setting the tone for this conversation we're going to have. And thank you so much for listening. And if you have listened before, you know, one of the first things we always ask our guests is what is their vegan origin story? Like superheroes saving the planet and the animals. What is that origin story that got them on this track? And I am going to go ahead and spin the wheel to see who we start with. And we're going to start with Paige Parson Roach. So tell us, what is your vegan origin story? Okay. I'll make it quick. Ha ha ha. No. Hold on tight. Just kidding. My daughter went vegan at Seven, how old was she? It was seven years ago, 13 years old. And she came home and she said, Mama, I want, you know, going vegan. I'm like, great, let's go shopping. And then I, I started cooking in the kitchen. And um, then I also started simultaneously going to a couple of restaurants in my local area that were, one of them had some information up on a screen and uh, up, like facts, chickpeas versus chicken and beef versus beans and kind of the protein and you know all that and then i sat down with her six months later and watched cowspiracy and coming from an environmental spin i looked over her i was watching the screen looking at what they were saying about all the resources and the water being used you know to to bring plants on her plate and i looked over at her and i thought i'm i'm committed to leaving at least a decent planet maybe even a better planet that's kind of hard now but at least a decent planet for her I need to drop what I'm doing that's taking up all these resources and make a change. And then I just figured it out. So that's really my my journey, going vegan and then learning as I've been going, you know, along the way and making mistakes and, and finding out more and more about animals and the injustice uh, in the whole system, the whole food system, the injustices that are happening. So, yeah. And I definitely want to follow up on some of the points you just made after we hear Sherry's vegan origin story. And just so I can help, you can help me with that pin that we're putting is in terms of what were those things that allowed you to um, go vegan? You know, how, what were those resources that kind of helped you along? Because I know that's what a lot of people struggle with when they first start going vegan. So before we get to that, Sherry, if you want to share your vegan origin story. Of course. Of course, of course. Well, my vegan story actually started with a church fast. 
um, believe it or not. Um, the church I happened to belong to at that time, every end of the year, they always put a bulletin on the wall and said, okay, we're going to do a church fast, pick what you want and say how much. So basically you're writing it down. So you're putting it out in the atmosphere. So I told my husband, I put us down for no meat for 14 days. And he looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, I wasn't, vegan wasn't even in my sphere. I didn't even think about that. And so we went on through the 14 days and mind you, we still did have animal products, byproducts, but we just didn't eat consume the animal flesh. So we did that for 14 days. And after that, I felt so amazing. I decided that I just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And through education and going through my journey, I realized what it was called and how my choice has impact my family and the choices that I make, you know, thus far. And that's how I really end up on the vegan journey. So my son um, was the one who really kind of honed it in because we were pescatarian and he decided that he's just getting rid of everything. And then we saw the movie, I think it was What the Health and Game Changer. And I was just like, I'm done. So eggs, milk, cheese, all that just disappeared. And I have never looked back. I'm going to tell you, it's just been an amazing journey. So that's my story. <laughs> so curious with your son, did he start when you guys went on the fast and then he kind of progressed or did he kind of was doing his own thing before? I think he just ended up doing his own thing. My son is 27 now and I guess we started, he was eating fish with us. We were doing pescatarian, but the next thing I knew, he just told me he was going vegan. He wasn't doing anything. And I was like, vegan? How are you going to do that? You know, because those are things that people think about, like, how are you going to get your protein? What are you going to do? You know? And after seeing those films, especially the game changer, since I'm in the fitness field and listening to all the myths that they're telling us about, we need whey protein to build muscles. I knew that was not true. So after seeing that, it just really just changed everything for my fam for my husband and I, and neither one of us has looked back. So that's amazing. And that's, mm -hmm. and I'm, that's inspiring because one of the reasons I do this podcast is to inspire people through hearing different stories. You know, mm -hmm. people, all of us come from different backgrounds. We have different life experiences. And for someone to say, okay, this person sort of reminds me of myself. Let me hear their story. It hopefully inspires them to go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And speaking of inspiring people to go a little bit further, Paige, you be put a little pin and I'm going to pull it out right now <laughs> in terms of some of those resources or some of the things mm -hmm. that you came across that helped you, you know, stay on that vegan path. Yeah, I would say definitely what the health when after I saw what the health and I think the most poignant part for what the health for me was I got to see that there were a lot of lies being told about the food that I ate growing up, up until I went vegan the day before I went vegan, I was eating, you know, everything I ate always. And I was misinformed. And I, that was mind blowing to me. And then also um, realizing and seeing the, the reality of what happens near slaughterhouses for the people who live in those areas, that they're being um, exposed to toxic chemicals in their, in their water, but also they spray it out on the fields, that that's a reality. 
and they're getting sick, marginalized communities or just communities that live out there that they brought the slaughterhouse in. So that was, I just knew I couldn't contribute anymore. So some of the resources at the beginning, I went on Instagram as well, Badass Vegan, Fully Raw Christina, even though I'm not fully raw, but just looking at, um, I'm trying to think about Queen of Green, uh, Chef Babette. I had Mm. known her from uh, my church community. She was making burritos right out in front before I was vegan. We We ate those way back when, <laughs> back in the day, 20 years ago. And I try to think who else, but so I, I got up on Instagram, I got educated. I also, oh, Dr. Uh, Milton Mills has been a big influence as well as Dotsie Bausch and her group Switch for Good, learning about dairy and the impacts on all kinds of communities with dairy. And just, uh, oh, Dairy is Scary, that film, that short film. And they're used to, you know, they used to call it Dairy is bleep bleep with an F. Um, and let's see. And then I just dove into all and earthling ed had a big, has a had a big impact overall. And then of course, Jane Velez Mitchell, you know, and working side by side with her booking guests and just hearing from like Dr. Neil Bernard and the cheese trap, you know, that was a big wake up call when I realized Mm. it wasn't my fault. I was addicted to cheese. Um, you know, it's, it's on purpose for the mama cow to, you know, her hormones to bring that baby cow in to latch. So yeah, those are some of the things that influenced me, I would say. Yeah. And yeah. and what I what I will say to that is um, just a little bit of insight and in how I met Paige for the first time was through uh, Unchained TV. And for us to, and this was during the 2020 period of time <laughs> when things were happening. I'm not sure something happened during that time, but anyways, that's not important. But um, we were <laughs> all digital at that point and we ha- I had you on the show. You you know definitely connected me to having a conversation with Jane um, Velez Mitchell. And since then, you know, anytime I go out to LA, you've been super gracious and connecting and having lunch. So just want to thank you publicly on, on the podcast for that. And definitely check out Unchained, Unchained, I was supposed to say Unchained TV, Unchained <laughs> TV. And um, that kind of segues into one of the programs that can be found on Unchained TV, and that's Plant Based in the Birds. Plant Based in the Birds. What's the song? Plant face in the birds. Plant face in the birds. <laughs> so yeah, tell us about that. I mean, before you talk about the show, tell tell um tell the audience, people listening or watching, how did you both come um, come together? Well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll do it. Um, you know, Paige and I both are are in. I'm still in the fitness uh industry, and Paige was also in the fitness industry, and we bur- worked in an all women's gym. So that's how I was familiar with Paige. And then I became her trainer and we worked together like three days a week or two days a week at five o'clock in in the morning. And, you know, when you are working with your trainer, you build a intimate bond with your clients. And from there, I think just me and Paige had this spark, this energy together. And I don't know how it just happened. It's like kismic, I guess. We It just happened. And I think we both end up going on the vegan journey really almost at the same time without each other knowing it, right? And then from there, what what else, Paige? What else did happen? I I just remember it was like we both just learned 
about Facebook Live. And I think we had just both gotten like Instagram accounts and went down to this juice bar that was down from the gym in Woodland Hills. And, and we both got a juice and we started bantering. And the guy who worked there's like, you two should have a show. Yeah, and, exactly. and I think we both were like, that might be kind of fun. Let's just see what we can do. And he, he filmed us. And at that time, I was going live for what was formerly Jane Unchained TV. And we were, you know, we would get millions, not millions, but thousands of views on one video. Like, you know, you'd go live and there'd be 5,000 people it was going out to. And so we were like, let's just do this. Let's just do some fun stuff. And I think we did a few things on our own personal pages. And then we're like, maybe we should do something with this, you know? And then the the name shifted from The Shift Show to (laughs) Plant-Based which is easier to say. I really like, I still love the shift show. I kind of like when you have the shift show, because it is kind of a shift show. Like there's a lot going on and people are shifting. Right? <laughs> and sometimes it is another show. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's sometimes they're doing that too. So what can I say? <laughs> well, we just started going for it. And in 2020, at the beginning of 2020 is when we started it. I went over to Sherry's house. We had shroom meats. And yeah. we said, let's do this and let's feature these. And you cook something and I cook. We kind of kind of didn't really have a full show figured out. And then I go, let's, you know, we both were like, let's make a little more of a context to this. And then it evolved into now we have four shows. We're doing two more tomorrow. We're going to have six up there. And Unchained TV just, it's like literally in 2.0 right now, which yeah. is so exciting. Yeah. Just today, a whole brand new launch where you can share from your phone over to people. There's so much going on. It's really exciting. So four shows are up there now and the rest are gone, Sherry, by the way, the other ones that we were doing, you know, and we go live, we go live on Facebook still just for fun. And like, we have some, you know, folks who chime in and we get to communicate with them live, which is fun. And then we just, and then Sherry came up with, tell them about Instagram. So, so, you know, we were trying to figure out how can we get more views or get more people interested or even just knowing who we are. And so I said, Hey, why don't we, because we really want to be a lifetime lifestyle show, not just only food, but we want to share other things that you can do or use vegan that most people may not be aware of, like your lotions, your soaps and things like that, your clothes. So we said, let's do uh, Instagram live on Tuesday and it was going to be what's in your bag. And so we were doing makeup, like having women pull out what's their favorite thing in their bag, they're vegan, what product are you using? And it just started to spin off because now we want to give people more value by giving like some similar to you, Sean, you know, having people give their orange origin story on how they became vegan. What are they up to now? You know, just showcasing them and letting them know it doesn't matter what background you come from, what you look like that the vegan community is large and is diverse. And we wanted to be able to show that to our audience and build it as well. And I I think that's a fascinating way of presenting the lifestyle and the movement. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of conversation when you say lifestyle, or I wouldn't say diet, but like you say those sort of words and it's like, it's a movement, but yes, it is a lifestyle as well, because if you're 100% committed to the animals, you know, you have to figure out how to integrate this into your day-to-day life. And I know when I first went vegan in 2008, I was able to do it because I had a routine. I knew where everything was around me. You know, I didn't even know about Happy Cow, but I I was able to figure it out. But then I went to LA of all places and I didn't know where anything was. 
and I didn't have a community. I didn't have any resources and I ended up eating like cheese or something. And, yeah. and it took me until 2013 to realize that like community is so important mm-hmm. when going vegan because you don't feel like you're alone. You know, you get to go to these events, you get to go to, you know, travel and go to these conferences and these festivals. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, I'm discovering this whole new existence that I didn't know about before. And it just makes it that more interesting. And speaking of LA and speaking of California, and I don't think we've mentioned this at all in this, in this podcast, is that that's, you know, you guys are located in that general area. You want to talk a little bit more about the scene out there? Because I know we've heard a lot. It's like the number one place in the United States. But like, what is it like living in that area? Well, I mean, I, I'll go first. I'm in the valley, so I'm going to have to say it's a desert here. You know, it's uh, it's very slim pickings when it comes to, you know, if you want to not cook that night and you want to grab something quick, it's very, very um, a slip, a slim pickings. So if you want to get good vegan food for me, I need to travel more to the more into the city. So Silver Lake, uh, West Hollywood, you know, there's a lot of uh, great uh, restaurants there. Some that I haven't even discovered yet. Like I went, I was driving down the street one night and I saw Plant Power, which I've never been there before. Um, it's a restaurant in Hollywood. I've never been there. So I, I do want to try it. But mostly since I've been cooking with the plant base in the burbs, I do a lot of cooking at home because you know, that's just what I do. And I know what I'm going to get what I want. But again, there is a lot of options here, especially those who are just transitioning. There's a lot of places where you can go and you can get burgers and you can get, uh, you know, Italian food. Or they just build a crossroads, which is a hoity-toity type of a vegan restaurant not too far from me in Calabasas. So, I mean, you know, there are places, but for me in this in the Valley, I have to drive there. So, it's a trek. And let me tell you, I do it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I drive. If I want to go, go someplace, my husband and I get in the car and we, we hit the road and we go get what we want. So that's pretty much my experience. What about yours, Paige? Well, I live a little bit further up the 101 freeway and that's how we call it. We call it the 101. But I know in the East Coast, we drop the the, but you go a little further up. And I've, I actually, there are five options within about 10 minutes for me right now. And one of them is veggie grill. And I know that's just like basic and I used to not love it, but now there's certain things that I get and it's like a staple for my husband and I, my husband's a flexitarian. So, you know, he eats vegan with food with me, eats plant-based with me and our home is all uh, plant-based, you know, vegan. So what it does on his own time, you know, that's up to him. And so anyway, what I'm going to say is there's a vegan sushi place place real close. It's, I guess it's got, I think four or five stars now and yeah. um, it's really good. You know, you will definitely see someone famous in there hiding out because it's in this little strip mall. It's so cute. And then um, there's a, there's a sage vegan bistro. You could always get a delicious, um, you know, cauliflower, Buffalo cauliflower. That's one of my favorites. You know, I have, I have certain favorites at certain restaurants, by the way, but there's also a great Thai restaurant, not far. That's vegan Thai. So good. Thai vegan, I think is what's called. And then, um, what else am I thinking? Oh, and then Joy Cafe. I love their Jacker tacos and they got great breakfast, you know? So, I feel blessed. And then, and then I'll take a drive. Like last night I, I did, I, I took an hour and a half drive to get over to Nixon Beverly because it was during rush hour, but I was meeting some people and it was amazing. It was the food. The, oh my gosh, Sherry, the new recipe, the new menu. 
the soup, the butternut squash soup. So here's the thing. I'm not as confident as a chef. Let's really tell you the truth. I've been learning, but if you ask my kids, they said, oh, mom either burned it, it was bland or boring. I mean, that was the deal, like with my cooking. So I don't experience myself as like amazing chef before I was vegan, right? I've learned to cook through being vegan. I've learned to dial in interesting recipes and look things up. And Sherry's given me the confidence because she'll throw something together. And, you know, it's not throw it together because she thinks about it beforehand, a couple of days before our show, and she's always, you know, mindfully putting it together. She's tested it out, that kind of thing. But I go, I'm going to try that, Sherry. How'd you make that cheese sauce? And now I make my own cheese sauce. Or she'll, you know, make something with mushrooms. Like, wait, I can do that with mushrooms, just garlic and some vegan butter and I'm good to go and like, what? And so I'm learning through, and that's how I learn. I'm an experiential learner. You know, mm-hmm. some people learn by reading the cookbook and following the directions. No, I'll get the cookbook. I'll have the recipe, but show me how you did it. And then I can do do that and do that. And we'll do it together. You know, that's how I kind of do it. So anyway. We want to hear from you. Visit our website to ask a question, leave a comment, or tell us how much you love the show. We'll play some of your messages during the episode, as well as directly to our guests. So be sure to leave your name and city and visit SoFloVegans.com slash podcast. And, and, and that to me, like you hit on a good point. Like I've always cooked for myself, like made these little meals and, and whatnot, but going vegan, it's... I actually enjoy, it's part of my day, like my ritual Mm -hmm. of being able to cook my meal or, you know, rely on, you know, if I'm going to have rice, you know, not putting it in the refrigerator and taking it out the next day. I like my food fresh. And a lot of times, like I've had this dish that I've been moving around and, and playing with over the years. And it's like, honestly, my favorite meal. It's like sometimes I go to restaurants and it's like, ah, I wish I was having my, my meal. You know, like, why am I paying all this money? My meal is like 10 times better. So it's like, but it, but it, part of that is it's your, like you said, um, Paige, you're dialing into, you know, you're dialing into what you like, you know? And I also feel like the food that you're eating is a lot cleaner in general. So you're tasting the food a little bit more. And I know going down this rabbit hole of veganism and even before veganism, like just getting into health, being more health conscious, it's like you start to realize what you're putting in your body and you start making better choices, which I feel is one of the benefits of going vegan. So that primes the question, what, when you first went for both of you, when you first went vegan, what were some of the immediate benefits that you started to see um, that could be regards to your health or any other area? Well, for me, being a trainer, I worked split shift. Like I would have to be at the gym at five in the morning. Then I may work to 11 or 12. And then I come home, I rest, and then I go back and I work in the evening. What I did find out that when I went vegan, I had so much more energy. Normally, I would come home and have to take a nap because I was so exhausted. But I noticed that once I became vegan, I was much lighter. I had a lot more energy. I was still raring to go. I didn't have to have that coffee in the middle of the day to keep me, to get me over the hump. So that was, that was one of the benefits that I just really, really like to this day, you know, I still have that kind of energy going with, you know, this whole journey. So for me, that was the best. It wasn't that I needed to lose weight or anything like that, but the energy and the clear mind, uh, I've seen more focused, um, you know, mentally, I, I felt better too. That was, you know, that was my 
my go-tos that I experience. So similar to you, I also have had extra energy. You know, I used to teach these 6 a.m. classes mm-hmm. and uh, some spin class, get the get the fun on in the early in the morning. And so I was able to do that a little bit easier. And I'm also someone who doesn't drink. I've been sober for, I don't know, 20 plus years and uh, or 10. Anyway, um, so that combined was really nice. And I had gone sober before going vegan. The other thing I want to mention, and you touched on this, Sherry, is the mental clarity. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say just the mental mindset of Mm, you know, we, I didn't know there were so many antibiotics put in, like it's mentioned, like you hear it kind of here and there, but I wonder, uh, so, okay. So over the years I did struggle with some, you know, depression, like dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like what's interesting is that the dark is, I'm even more aware of what's going on, but I feel like I, maybe because I'm in action too, but also I'm not consuming that death and disease, which I feel like, because there is also like, you know, studies that have done where, you know, they're cutting out parts of the animal that maybe have cancer and then they're still serving that up. Um, so not having any of that, I feel like I also have sort of a, a mental mind, like a calmness of myself, if yes. I could say that, like a like mental clarity, but also just knowing I'm not contributing to death anymore. I feel like there's just a sense of, what is that word? You know, peace and calm. Peace, peace. I think peace. peace. I think another thing too I want to interject is what, what also living this lifestyle makes consistency. Like you making this commitment, you know, and how many times have people started things and couldn't follow through or make the commitment? And I think that's another thing about, you know, having this journey seven, eight years that I made this commitment, not Mm. only to myself, but to the planet, to my children's children, you know, to the animals. Cause now, because in the beginning I didn't pay any attention to the animals. That wasn't like my go-to, but as you go through this journey or through this lifestyle, you become more educated and more aware of how you're impacting the environment and the animals. And that gives you that peace, you know, going back to not being a part of it, you know, like now I'm not a part of death. I'm not a part of that. And that mm-hmm. just makes your spirit feel more uh, fulfilled or clear or light. I guess that's how. It will yeah, be. light. Good way light. to put it, light. Light, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and, I, and I definitely agree with you. And one of the things that I always go into when we're having these sort of conversations on the podcast is the the role of compassion and veganism and not just, you know, compassion for the animals, but compassion for humans as well. Okay. Because I feel like for me, compassion is more of a practice for myself rather than for the other person, just like forgiveness. Uh, mm-hmm. And it allows me to be in a state of mind where I can, you know, achieve the things that I want or be an advocate in a way that's going to be enrolling and inviting because I, you know, I see a lot of times where you don't necessarily feel that um, in the community in terms of, is this message landing? And I think that turns a lot of people off, but at the same time, you know, coming from a compassionate mindset, I also see the benefit of it. I feel like everything has its role in its place because there are people within the vegan community that need to hear that message, that need to be shocked every once in a while into taking action in a way that's suitable for them. So Mm -hmm. in in along those lines, um, 
what are your thoughts or you know your philosophies in terms of incorporating compassion into your day to day? Well, I will bring up you know Vegans of Los Angeles Food Bank, Vegans of LA Food Bank that Sherry and I have been participating for several months now, and I feel that. That's a way to contribute directly boots on the ground. We're out there distributing the food and we're making that eye contact with people. And I feel incredibly blessed that we have the opportunity. Thank you, Gwenna. Yeah. And this is something, you know, if you want to look it up and, and it's something you could do in your community too. And that's been really, really rewarding. So that's one way. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I, I have to touch on that too. I think, you know, what Gwenna has started is, Phenomenal. It just really touches my heart because we're giving food to people who are in need. We're giving them vegan food. So now they may not have never even seen or even heard of it because, you know, I didn't hear about it before. So we're giving them fresh vegetables, things that are whole food plant based. And just to see the gratitude because I when me growing when I was growing up and you know we had to do food lines too you know I mean it's not like I have not been there and I have not walked in their shoes, and I think that's one way of giving compassion. But I also have compassion for my family and friends and people that I don't know, who I would love for them to go vegan, but I know they're not in that space. But I have to have enough compassion for them because I was them at one time, right? And so. I think my best example is to lead by example, no matter what my situation is or where I'm at in certain restaurants, they may not accommodate me, but I show them that this is the way I live. And so if I have to eat greenberg lettuce or whatever, iceberg lettuce, and that's it, that's what I'm going to eat because nothing is going to take me off my path. And I think leading by example is a way that you know, people start to make accommodations for me, like, oh, we got to go someplace where Sherry can eat, you know? So, I mean, that's one of my way compassions. I try not to judge. I mean, in the beginning, when you become vegan or like anything, you know, you kind of get a little fanatic and you're like, you got to stop eating that meat, you know? But (laughs) as you go on and you really kind of release and start to think, you know, like you said, Sean, compassion is not only for the animals. We're animals as well. We're mammals too. So we have to have compassion for our brothers and sisters, regardless of where they are. That's how I feel about it. And, you know, thank you both for sharing those different perspectives on it. And one of the big things that I want to get across in this podcast is I want to give people tools to get started. You know, I want to assume are not assumed, depending uh, on, <laughs> on on where a person is in their journey. You know, they could right. be, you know, maybe they've heard of you and they want to see more, learn more about you, or they listen to the podcast and they just want to listen to every single one to get the insights that each person mm-hmm. has. So what would you give to our listeners in terms of advice if they just got started on their journey? What are some of the things that they could probably look out for in the in the beginning? Well, I know that you have to be uh, forgiving for yourself because you may make a mistake, you know, or you may fall off a little bit. But you if you're committed, then you should keep going. I would say read the ingredients Um, when you go shopping. Please read the back of the labels of your food because you'll be surprised where they put dairy and, and nachos and Doritos. So I would say start reading start to learn, uh, you know, what other words they use for dairy. That was one one thing for me. I, I wanted to start learning. It's okay to eat meat alternatives because 
we're so used to having that on our plate before we go vegan. So that's an easy way to transition. And if you're only starting one day a week, just go meatless Monday, meatless Tuesday, or have a full plate and maybe not have the animal product and swap it out. So, I mean, there's any there's many ways to go that's going to fit your lifestyle and you want to do what is going to keep you consistent. Um, and so I, I guess that's how I would look at it because I've made a lot of mistakes. And I think just getting information, you know, like Paige said, like looking at some of the documentaries, you don't have to look at the ones that are really harsh, but you can look at what the health, game changer, dairy is scary. I mean, there's things and there's so many people to follow on Instagram that look just like you, maybe have your same background, same culture. You can follow them and they always are giving tips and foods foods to help you get, you know, cross over. So, I mean, it's just what is going to work for you. That's how I look at it. So your turn. Okay. I was thinking about this question because, you know, holidays are coming around and they're always coming around. So whatever time you watch this, you know, they're going to be a holiday coming around. And I think really dropping into whatever it is that you normally like to eat. So comfort food, or what did you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner before you went vegan? And then figure out the swap outs. Yeah. The ones that, that you can you can put a tofu scramble in there instead of eggs that you would normally have on a Sunday morning brunch. Or you're going to put in some mushrooms and make that like a mushroom meat versus chicken with your yummy chicken cacciatore dish or something, you know? So figuring out what it is that you culturally grew up with, what is your go-to, what are you craving? And then go online, look at recipes, look at things, and try things out. Other, So that's number one. And number two is be prepared because yeah. when you're on the road and you're traveling or you get on an airplane and all they got is nuts and seeds and some raisins or whatever, if that then, or some Oreos, you know, you got to be prepared, bring things with you, come mm -hmm. to a party, a potluck with a delicious dish that you're going to share with everybody. And let me tell you, those dishes go first, or, you know, some <laughs> aside and an extra for you and whoever you're with that are vegan, because everyone's gonna be like, what's this? This is unique. This is different. Oh, I like that. So, um, and spices, <laughs> that would be my third thing. Oh, yes. Spices and texture. We don't really like, let's face it. Like, come on. I, if I, I don't really want to eat a dead animal. Like, like, but it's the, what we're used to. So if you can mock that, you can make that happen, not even mock, but if you can make that happen where you're having that mouth feel and chew and flavor and experience, then let's do that. Right. So spices, texture, I kind of said more than, I don't know, two, three things. That's okay, but oh, nice. it, was all, it was all great. It's all value, value yeah. add there. Yeah. <laughs> and and to that point, you know, I always have this conversation with people in terms of like meat. They're like, oh, I can't give up meat. It's like, well, you're not really actually attracted to the meat. You're attracted to the plants that you're putting on the meat in forms of spices. Like try yeah. eating a steak or pork chop without any seasoning on it. And I, I can't, just that thought of, you know, kind of oh. makes me feel sick to my stomach. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm going to add to that in terms of like things to get started is to be clear on your why 
and also be comfortable in being in discovery of what that why is. So you don't want to put additional stress on yourself because you don't have a why, but be open to figuring out why you're doing this. If it's for health, if it's for this, it's for that. You know, there's multiple reasons why people move into this lifestyle. And another piece and add on to that is if you are just doing it for your health, don't feel obligated to even carry the label vegan. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not necessary, you know, if, because vegan, you know, and because veganism is a very specific thing. It is definitely focusing on the animals. It's about focusing on the ethical acts, aspects to it. But when I went, ve when I, as I'm saying that, when yeah. I went vegan, it was more health conscious. I knew right. the benefit was I wasn't contributing to, you know, the exploitation or the death of living beings, sentient beings. But it wasn't my driving force. But right. I think you, um, Sherry, you said something earlier. It's like as you start to go a little bit deeper and, and you start to, you know, figure out why your why, I guess. Yeah. You, you you come to that realization. For me, that was meeting people in the community, you know, animal rights activists and seeing a different side because. Before you go vegan, a lot of us just see, you know, paint, paint being thrown on somebody and wearing fur or these protests where they're getting chained up to the doors and, 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 and they're thinking like, whoa, I, I can't do no, that. I, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't love the animals that much, you know, but, <laughs> but then what ends up happening is you start seeing that that's, it's passion. It it's, it's, it's the passion that can't be bottled up when you care so much about a thing. And for me, knowing that there are people like that on this planet makes me passionate to build platforms and to bring people together so that way more people can discover that this lifestyle is sustainable. It is more sustainable than the other way where we could see what's happening to the planet because of animal agriculture. So. Thank you both for sharing those points of views. And if you're listening to this right now and you want to get more information on both of these incredible individuals, I'm going to give each of you a chance to talk about some of the stuff you have going on. And then we'll talk about plant-based burbs, uh, plant-based and the burbs, and then we'll go into our final segment of the podcast. So I'm going to give the floor to you guys to talk about a little bit more about some of the projects you're working on and where people can find more information. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll go first. So uh, as you know, I've been mentioning I'm in the fitness business. I've been a trainer for over, I think, 13, 14 years now. Um, I had started a woman's workout line called W29 Activewear. And, you know, with life, a lot of things happen. You have to put things back on the back burner. But now I'm, I'm at the point where now I can start to work on it and release it again. So that's kind of one of my projects that I've been working on. I'm also, uh, I like to inspire people to start working out, especially those over 40. I do a just 30 minutes workout. Or I do some inspiration telling everyone all you need is just 30 minutes to start your workout routine. And I hope that I'm able to inspire people to start moving their body because even though you may be vegan or not, our body is made to move. And if you want to get all of the benefits, we have to work out. We have to promote sweat and elevate our heart rate. So that's one thing. That's another thing that I'm really passionate about of getting people to get off their butts, you know. And then I think uh, plant-based in the birds is one of my joys. And I've always loved cooking. My grandmother was an excellent cook. And now I'm doing that as, as in my vegan lifestyle. And it's just been very rewarding, enjoyable. 
And I think that's all that I can touch on right now that I'm doing. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm up to. I want to say um, about our Instagram live that we're doing. We're oh, bringing, yeah. yes. well, and we're bringing people on. So yes. we're interviewing people and it's been so much fun. And really Sherry's running that. She does a great job. She's asking the question and the question, I love the last question you always ask. Do you want to share what that is? what is your legacy or what is your impact that you want to leave on this planet? Like, what do you, what do you want people to remember you for, you know, in this vegan journey, we all are doing work to inspire others. And, you know, what is it that you want people to say about you? So yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of, I got that from my son. He helped me out. He's so brilliant. Like, you know, so <laughs> Two amazing sons, I will say. <laughs> well, I'm supporting Unchained TV and Jane Velez Mitchell and bringing on content for the channel. And it's really exciting. It's really kind of like the vegan Netflix. So take a look at Unchained TV. We have our own show and I, I'm very proud that we're co-producing it and co-hosting in it. And we have ideas for 2023 that kind of takes it even bigger. And so looking forward to that happening. And then also the other really kind of wild and crazy thing. So I also support Climate Healers, by the way, climatehealers.org and Dr. Silas Rao. Many people maybe have heard of him and bringing the awareness of changes that we can make in our food system globally for for changing our climate. And a pinky promise that Dr. Rao made with his granddaughter. So World Food Healers Day is coming up and it's, it's going to continue. And it's basically feeding free food to people, healthy, whole food, plant-based food to, to people. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to share, because I feel like it's part of my legacy is, uh, well, I'm still raising two children. They're in their 20s in college. So that's part of it. But also, um, I'm working with littles now, little kids, and teaching them how to compost and seed. So composting, you're going to see me, people used to see me in LA carrying around this basket full <laughs> of sustainable goodies, yeah. straws and charts. <laughs> Bamboo, utensils, and everything. I'm kind of going to bring her back, you know, green, pay, pay, vegan Rama Mama. But I'm also really committed that people understand how to compost now. Why we need to? Why we need to? Because we got to get those food scraps out of the trash. So I'm working with Full Circle Compost out of Topanga Canyon, and I I have actually a, a whole course that I'm doing uh, with kids at a preschool. So I get to work with getting the dirt with them and seed, and we're growing lettuce and we're studying worms and and then we're taking their food scraps and throwing it in and mixing it up and making soil so it's pretty cool yeah that's awesome that's so awesome nice nice <laughs> and yeah thank you both so much for being on the show i look forward to seeing what you know, you guys do next in terms of plant-based and the birds and seeing the continued progression of unchained tv just you know Everything that's going on in the vegan space is exciting. Can't wait to get back out to to uh, to California and you know go to one of those restaurants. Hopefully with the two of you. And if yeah, you fantastic. And yeah, if everybody is you know ever interested in learning more about what's happening in this vegan space and getting content, I highly recommend you check out Unchained TV. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your computer. You can even watch it on your devices um, that connect to your television. Your, your, yep. So it's just a lot of different options. As a matter of fact, you had Peeled on there, which I was, you know, had the good fortune of being a part of, and you can check it out all on Unchained. And once again, where can they get that information more on Unchained TV? 
Just unchainedtv.com. Just go to unchainedtv.com. Yeah. Nice, nice and simple. Nice and, and simple. We're creating a, a website to come. So plantbasedintheburbs.com to come as well as TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, all that kind of stuff. So you'll, things are coming, but go to our Instagram, plantbasedintheburbs, find us, you know, over there. And then our individuals places too. So Paige yeah. Parsons Roach and uh, Sherry Sheree. Yeah. All yeah. right. So the final, final segment of the podcast is, you know, a moment from the heart where you both are going to be given an opportunity to speak directly to our audience, share what's ever on your mind. And then, um, yeah, then we're going to close out the podcast from there. So thank you both for joining us today. It's a All pleasure. Right. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're actually going to start with uh, Sherry. <sighs> All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. So. From the heart, from the heart for me, you know, I think that I would just love for everyone to experience being vegan. I just, you know, I, I just think that in order for us to help eliminate some of the diseases that we think are hereditary, because our families, it, we always say it runs in our family, but it really is connected to the food that we've been eating for such a long time. And look, I know I ate soul food. I still cook soul food because you still can do it vegan. So I would just love for people to be able to take control of their health in that way by what they're feeding, what they're putting in their body and just, again, moving their body. Uh, and that I want to see that for a lot of people that I love that look like me. Uh, I want to see a healthier being. I want to see a healthier body for them and a healthier lifestyle. Um, and from the heart, I'm just so blessed to be here, to be in this space, to be where I am in my life right now with my family, my beautiful children, uh, which are men now. I just, it's just really been a good time. And so it also for me, it doesn't really matter what age you are because I'm over 40. So you can start becoming vegan anytime you want. The does age does not affect that. You can work out at any age you want because age doesn't affect that. Even if you have to do it in a chair, you still can move your body. And so that's basically all I, I want is I just want people to be healthier and have more control of their health and a better planet for all of us to live in and air to breathe <laughs> for sure. All right. And Paige? Well, I would like us as human beings to remember the non-human animal beings, non whatever <laughs> that's saying, just the animals. But also I want us to remember kindness. Mm -hmm. And what that means is kindness for each other, listening, being curious, extending a hand, being compassionate for the, for the changes that are to come and that are already happening and to have empathy for one another uh, start growing our own if you're able and support the farmers locally that are growing those fruits and vegetables and thank them. But also, you know, for those that aren't able to make the changes, maybe you can be the one that's bringing accessibility to people, you know, that may not be able to have the fruits and vegetables, nuts and grains and plant-based foods, but maybe you're the one that's getting in your car and bringing that to them because you're able. So, I just invite us to return again to, to kindness and uh, extending a hand. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I love that.
You've been listening to the SoFlow Vegans Podcast. As you can see, our passion is to help people navigate the vegan lifestyle, having on vegan experts from around the globe. Sean is the founder and, of course, the host of SoFlow Vegans, an organization created to help make South Florida a global hotspot for veganism. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at SoFlow Vegans. Find the show and more at SoFlowVegans.com slash podcast. And for questions or comments, send an email to contact at SoFlowVegans.com. Our food is grown, not born. See you next time.